delicious. Good evening, hello, welcome to New York Talk. This is the London United podcast, and we're back in business with a win on Tuesday night. Not playing silly, um, and there's plenty to cover from it. We'll cover that, and then we've got Saturday for our last league game for three weeks uh, as we try and uh, extend the gap at the top of the table. We have Michael with us. We keep messing around with his camera. Good evening, Michael. I don't know whether it's right way around or not. I can't tell. Okay. It it looks as good as it's going to get, I think. Well, it's, got yeah. it's, it's not going to be that good, is it? <laughs> uh, Will Daniels is back with us. Thank, uh, uh, thank you for joining us, Will. Your words on it. And a pleasure to be here. Good to uh, good to see you all again. It's been a while, but here I am. And uh, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this thing. Uh, Danny, Danny Ogden is with us. Thank you for joining us, Danny. Evening, chaps. Uh, I hope everybody's well. I thought we'd start by covering off some bits of business that we need to cover off. First of all, let's cover Saturday coming up is the uh, Red Gloves. I've not got that right, Danny. What's it called? Oh, it's the it. uh, the Red Gloves raise, uh, raise a Hand for the Hospice for the Fundraising Initiative. <laughs> there you go. It's a catchy name, but it is brilliant. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so on Saturday, there were loads of places. Wait, wait. If you followed Club Account... They're going to get the Red Gloves. Hang on. Go on. If you follow the club account, you'll see how Eddie Brex has been speaking about it. There'll be red gloves available for you to, put, for you to purchase and donate away to all the hospice. Uh, everybody's going to be wearing them. It's going to be brilliant. Um, Mick, get your hand in your pocket for that. Yeah, I will do. I will do. It's going to be a lot better raising funds for hospice, wearing a pair of red gloves, and it were that ragged to wear last time. I raised, we raised money for a minute, so, you know, True. happy days. Money for charity is money for charity, though, isn't it? Yeah, but I think that was a step too far last time, weren't it? I've <laughs> <laughs> nobody made you do it. Um no, it wasn't. and also now that the game against Sunderland has been postponed, we can now officially say what we're gonna do for we mentioned doing an all day podcast. Danny shows your red gloves. There Yay. we go. There we go. There's <laughs> a quick um, note you can't use electronics with them. Um but anyway. <laughs> um next Saturday, because the Sunderland game has been postponed, we are gonna be doing a twelve hour podcast, twelve hour live show through across YouTube and Facebook. Where to raise funds for the Ukrainian Red Cross appeal? Um, we've got a few different things lined up. We've got two former players agreed to come on. Ooh. Trevor Berry from the for anybody who's in the nineties remember Trevor Berry. Trevor Berry is going to come on, and potentially Adam Lafondre is going to come back on. He said he will if it fits in with his schedule. We're hopefully going to get Alfie back on next Saturday, and we're going to work on two, two or three other things. It's with twelve hours of us talking Rotherham United, England game will be on. Uh, and we'll try and raise a couple of quid for the terrible stuff. And we'll swallow terrible stuff that's happening in Ukraine. So keep an eye on the socials for that. Um, right. Thank you, everybody. Shall we go with football? Um, <laughs> Tuesday night, a 2 1 victory at home to Lincoln City. Um, Mick, for the first probably, probably more than half the game, um, everything we're looking hunky dory. We were brilliant, we were comfortable. Uh, let's talk about the positive first half. I thought the first half was the best half of football we've had in, in some time. We were back on it, weren't we? We were back on it big time. Um, and, and, and that's what we've been, that's what we've been looking for um, since 
probably Sunderland, I guess, at home. You know, uh, that performance was outstanding in the first half. Um, we'll come on to the second half later, I guess. But, um, but yeah, it's great to see what a time of the season to start putting in a performance like that. Absolutely fantastic. It was just electric, wasn't it? You know, um, and, and it's a shame we couldn't get we couldn't have got bagged a couple more goals as well. Uh, outstanding in the first half. Yeah, absolutely. Will, uh, where does that first half as a 45 minutes? We'll come on to the negative later on, but let's savour that. There was some superb individual performances and then it just gelled as a team as well, didn't it, that first half? Yeah, I mean, for me, that is the best first half since uh, since Sunderland, as Mick said. Um, we, we looked possessed, to be honest. Um, you know, really important that we hit the ground running uh, in these two games this week. Uh, to go into the international break with with a bit of a buffer on uh, on MK Dons, uh, and we we looked like we meant business in that first half, definitely. Hmm. And not far off, Danny. They talk about the lineup now. Not far off what we would all consider to be our strongest eleven. Um, you can maybe argue the matter question, which we'll come to in a minute. Um, but that team is if we can keep Mikel Miller fit, if you keep Chio fit, keep Smithy fit enough, keep JJ fit. That will be enough to see us over the line, but there's lots of ifs and buts mm. in that. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. And uh, like you say, it is more or less our strongest 11, bar two or three, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I, the one player I want to highlight in that first half is is JJ, because mm. he was everywhere across that front line against, Le- against Lincoln. He absolutely terrorised him. Um and yeah, fair, fair play to him. That is what we want to see from pressing football. That really up in the face and not giving him a time on the ball. Um, all right, it dropped away in the second half, which we'll mention in a minute. But in that first half, we did to Lincoln what MK Dons did to us in the second half. We just went at him, mm. all guns blazing, got two quick goals. Um, and in actual fact, the game against uh, Lincoln is a complete reversal of the game against MK Dons. Because I think, um, yeah, you know, two, two goals in the second half, and they responded in, in the second. Um, but yeah, that first half, wow. Wow. It's a shame we couldn't keep that going over 90 minutes because the scoreline could have been anything. Yeah, it could. No, it absolutely could. We'll come on to some more. Everybody's joined us on YouTube. Thank you very much. We have the Grundies. We have Steve, Gav and Scott with us. Isla Kelwick's with us, Paul Brook, Kev Johnson, S64 Miller, Donna's with us, um, Reese Kellock, Tip Top, Michael Mortimer. On Donna, uh, I should actually have mentioned this now, really. Uh, Danny, you got the score prediction right. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think for the first time this season, we've got a score prediction right. Um, yes. So apparently, Donna, you might even win a sign, Danny. That's all I'm saying, Donna. Cool. Um, well done, Danny, for getting the score prediction correct. Thank you. Um, I just want to say, uh, if one does watches these does watch these podcasts, please don't take my score prediction as how we want to see the game out. I'll like, oh, give, Dan, give Danny the sign. We'll concede one in second half. No, please don't do that. My blood pressure can't take that. <laughs> no, they definitely can't. No. Um, Adam mentions here. I just thought Ben Wiles played really well, Mick. Let's start with individual performances because there's some superb performances. And yeah. I think Ben Wiles is one one of the few that for the full game I thought he was superb. I don't think his performance will drop off that much compared to others, but certainly the first half. I mean, what a player! He could have he could have had a couple more goals to be fair. Yeah, he could have done. And, and if you watch that goal back, that he scores a run, uh, the run from him through there, and the ball obviously uh, helped him out a little bit. But 
his control when that ball came to him because he was reaching for it a little bit. It was outstanding, absolutely outstanding. But he does so much work off the ball, you know, creating space for other players, making those little runs and, and trying to make the game, trying to change the game constantly. Um, a lot of that work that he does is unseen. He's one of those midfielders that, you know, you don't really see a lot of the time um, because of the work that he does off the ball and creating space for others. So he's a hell of a player, mate, honestly. He is a hell of a player. And, and you know, I said this slightly tongue-in-cheek, but he's too good for us, mate. You know, he is. He, he should not be playing in League One. He's far, far too good to be playing in League One. And hopefully next season he won't be. Uh, he'll be playing championship, so and, and that's that's at least his level. Mm. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't always have the most. He doesn't always shine. Sometimes, will his his performance is pretty <laughs> steady, but he doesn't always shine. And it, so when he does shine, it's it, we're also going. Look, he is amazing. He just not always shows he's doing all the dirty work and things like that. But Tuesday first half was his time to shine. He, I saw you put on Twitter that you were like a man possessed. He was just that good, weren't he? Yeah, I think I, I think I wrote something along the lines of he needed a drugs tester yeah. at, um, <laughs> at half time. Don't advocate taking drugs. Um, so hopefully he's not done that. Um, but, but yeah, I mean he, he could have had a goal before uh, before the actual mm. goal that he scored as well. Um, but mm. on the night, just absolutely unbelievable. And I think one of the things that I've noticed in these bigger games is you need those players that can come out and demand the ball and mm. and play with real courage. And that's what we saw from Ben Wales um, on, on Tuesday night. I'm really impressed with him. And as Mick says, I think sometimes we are a little bit uh, harsh on Ben because we can see the potential that he's got. Uh, and for me, he is... He's going to be a championship player next season, whether that's with us or not, uh, remains mm. to be seen. But, um, you know, I'm just really enjoying watching him play. And I think just on on a couple of stats from uh, Ben on the night, um, he actually won 60% of his duels, uh, of all all, uh, all duels on the night. Um, and I think he won 75% of his defensive duels as well, which for me is really important. Um, mm. And obviously... Going forward, goal and assist is, isn't too bad either. So, great night, and uh, hopefully we can see a few more of those by by the end of the season. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And the ball for his, for his goal, Danny from Rathbun was again superb. You, you don't often we don't associate with Rathbun with that type of thing because he is just all guns blazing for ninety five minutes of the game. But that were a beautiful little pass. Yeah, it was. And to say he had the um, <clears throat> the fans on him telling him to shoot as well, because we were expecting something <laughs> like Wigan, weren't we, to be honest. Um, but that slide roll pass to Wiles was inch perfect. <laughs> Wiles has timed his run really well, to give him credit for that. And he's finished just just that little arc into that far, po that far corner. Brilliant. But yeah, that goal easily doesn't happen if Rathbun's ball... Is either passed wide or as a go at goal. Because let's face it, he's not going to score because there's too many defenders in front of him. Um, so Rathbun's read it perfectly, played the ball through. Wiles is it sweet as a nut. Like you say, well, I think he does need testing for drugs. I reckon he's took some paracetamol before the game, and that's given him an edge over everybody else. <laughs> um, but yeah, great finish from Wiles. And then he goes on to assist Chio, which. Uh, all right, his goal may have been a cross, but we're not going to take it away from him. <laughs> well, yeah, and he, he said it was because he even said himself that it were a cross, and I, we all knew at the time it were a cross. But that's well, he deserved the goal. The team deserved that second goal. Um, yeah, 
Um, Steve Grundy's here. Danny's already mentioned it, but he thinks JJ was man of the match. Mick, um, we'll go to other players. I probably think man of the match, but JJ was everywhere all the time. He won loads of things <laughs> in the air, which is what you don't. Again, we don't. He, although he's a big lad, we don't necessarily say Smith is going to win stuff. JJ won more than his fair share. Yeah, he's, he he's showing his quickness. He tired, but he just was brilliant again. Yeah, he was. He was outstanding. <clears throat> he was outstanding without really sort of um, impacting the game from a, a goal or an assist point of view. But his 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 work rate is 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 immense. And it's exactly what we need in this team, isn't it? You know, we've got to all eleven players, goalkeeper included, have got to have that work rate. Um, and 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 he's got it in spades. And he's got, like you say, he's got the pace. He's got He's got everything that you want, really. He just needs to get some game time and hopefully get a few goals under his belt, which I'm sure he will. Uh, we know he can finish with sin and finish. Um, so it's just game time for JJ now. But yeah, we're brilliant. Absolutely great. And it's great to see somebody coming through through the system like he has, like Ben Wiles has, uh, and others that, you know, it shows that things are working in background as well, doesn't it? Working properly, working well. Mm. Yeah. And him and Smithy will be linked up beautifully. You can often see when somebody comes in and they're not played that much together, it takes a moment or two, but they linked up brilliantly. And that's a really, really good sign for the future, hopefully for the future. Yeah, I think overall Smudge probably didn't have his best game on uh, on Tuesday night, but um, what he does really well is he's just worked really hard for the team and that's obviously rubbed off on JJ because mm. I don't think there was a ball that he didn't chase on the night. Um, we call we call Ollie Rathbone the Duracell bunny, but I think uh, <coughs> JJ might be pushing him on, on that mm. um, really strong performance and the only thing that's missing from his game at the moment is the end product, is, is the goals. Um, so... Hopefully we'll see that uh, further down the line. But yeah, really, really impressed. And certainly in terms of, um, you know, the opportunity that he's been given, given the striker situation that we've got at the moment, he seems to be grasping that with both hands. Mm. Yeah, definitely. The only contentious moment, Danny, was the foul on the keeper that wasn't given as a foul. I've seen a lot of Lincoln fans, a lot of Lincoln fans very upset with JJ. Um, because it was late, they claim it was going late on the keeper. I personally just thought it was going for the ball. I haven't seen any other replay to suggest otherwise. Um, what, what's your view on that? Is for me, he's got to go for it. I think, um, the one thing we can say about replays is that if there's a contention for like a serious foul, they tend to show it on like the replays and show, oh, that's you know, he's got away with one there, that and other. And I haven't seen anything replaying that. Um, <clears throat> so. You know, I mean, in the same sense, I haven't seen any replays that show the potential penalty on G on JJ in the second half as well, because you know it's it could be one of them where it's like six or one half a dozen or other. You know, um, again, maybe if it, in this league if we had VAR, it'd look at it differently, but we don't, so it's down to the referee's decision there and then. But yeah, I, I didn't see anything up with it at the time. It's just going football, in my opinion. I agree. Upset a lot of Lincoln fans, which I suppose is a bonus, isn't it? <laughs> Goalkeeper dived into him, didn't it? Goalkeeper's gone football, and, and rightly so. You know, it, it, it's fair, and uh, he's, he's he's managed to dive into uh, JJ as as he's done it. You know, they just come together. Um, so it's, referee got that right. In fact, to be fair, we might come to it, or not, but referee got most of the decisions right. For the most part, yeah, I think you're probably right. Though, but in the second half, he sort of went a bit inconsistent. Yeah, um, but, but it, one, it yeah. was nothing major, I suppose. 
but then we didn't want any players setting off, did we? So Lincoln fans will disagree with that. Um, somebody else that you have been championing for a long time, to fairly a lot of us have, Mick. Mikel Miller made his first start in a, in a while in the league. Again, for as good as Chio was, for me, Mikel Miller was certainly in the running for man of the match. I thought he was absolutely everywhere. So quick, so skillful. Maybe he didn't get the assist or whatever, but he's so dangerous, isn't he? He's a, he's a nightmare, isn't he? He's an absolute nightmare uh, for, for defenders. Yeah, I mean, if we can keep him fit, what a player. What an absolute player he is. You know, he's got he's got everything. He's got just about everything. The only thing, the only worry inside of him, he's also got a bit of a stupid foul in him. Um, he nearly gave us daffle in first half, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. Mm. Um, but if he can get, if he can clean that up out of his game, he is a right player. It would definitely man the match for me. Like you say, he was absolutely everywhere. Uh, even in that period towards the back end of the game where we were kind of struggling a little bit, he was probably the only player that was trying to press higher up the pitch to keep the ball away. You know, he was he was the only one. Um, but he's got the pace to get back again as well, hasn't he? You know, yeah. so uh, yeah, I like him a lot. Man of match for me, in, in my view. Uh, I'm choosing out now. Mm. Fair enough. And possibly, yeah, you know, but, uh, possibly what I would say is he might be a game changer for the rest of the season. You know, keep him yeah. fit and he could mm. be the man that um, it just sort of tips that balance, if there's a balance to be tipped, that is. It just gives an extra bit of option and extra versatility with Fergie mm. and two to one bench. Chio's going to play in most games where, wherever possible. And then those three... Tutu, Miller and Fergie are probably going to change throughout the game, throughout the throughout the ten eight, eight games we've got left. Um, it's just a great option, another great, great option. Um, yeah. Anybody else that stands out attacking? I'll talk about defence in a minute, Will, but is there anything, anybody else attacking-wise, any, any moments from the first half particular that sort of stand out? Uh, I mean, Ogbené is just Ogbené, isn't he? <laughs> just, what, what more can you say on him? Um, just took a, a quick look at the... Uh, season stats and I've just seen that he's created 43 uh, chances um, from the dribbles that he's had this season which is the second in the league so far uh, just be far behind uh, Dapo, Dapo Afalayan so obviously really important to us um, and yeah got a goal on the night mm. Mm -hmm. I thought we were good defensively that Bramble's obviously a very quick yeah. fullback and I kept him dead quiet and then the goal came from when she wasn't with him which we'll come to again in a minute um, let's talk about the defence again, Danny. Again, this is more of a first half or first hour talk at the minute. Um, I thought Joe Matic, there was a lot of talk on Twitter uh, pre-game about Joe Matic being selected, getting a little bit of state, people questioning why he's playing, which I get, I get those questions. When you've got Angus and Reg up, I understand the questions. But Matic answered all those questions and so I, I, first half, we were in the middle of everything, wasn't he? Yeah, he's done all right, hasn't he? Um, he's definitely looked I don't know if you've actually seen the criticism before the game. Probably hasn't because, you know, why would you look on Twitter to see people abusing you before a game? But I think anyone who had questions over Matic, like I say, he did answer them, especially in the first half and for the opening probably half an hour of the um, <clears throat> of the second half as well. Um, yeah, he has done very well. I think he's probably got in ahead of uh, Angus or Reg probably because they still... Maybe, maybe Angus can't do midweek to weekend because he's not really been in the first team fold for too long. Same with Reggie's just come back from uh, stint being injured. So yeah, could have been a little bit of that and a bit of experience on that left hand side, a bit more defensive because of Miller going off on his travels up front. 
very effectively, I might add. Um, so yeah, Matic turned out to be a very good uh, addition, I think. Mm. Yeah, no, he did definitely. Right, that's enough positivity. Let's rip into him for a bit. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, proper Millers fans. Let's have a good moan, um, and then and it was about what well, the substitutions first substitutions came on the 67th minute. Barless uh, had picked up a knock, I think it was a groin knock. Um, five old minutes, well, he'd come off straight away, but he picked up a knock, so Barless had, essentially had to come off. So the change was Barless for Angus and JJ for Wes. Wes Harding was the change. Um, we talked about this at the time, everybody's talked about it since, Mick. Let's talk about how it affected the game before whether it was right or wrong, I suppose. The change in formation really hurt us whether it should or shouldn't is again probably another conversation but it just didn't work with the changes that we made just invited pressure and the nerves crept in around the stadium and it crept crept into the players mm-hmm. and it just felt like something bad was going to happen and, and one of one of those two goals did yeah yeah it weren't great were it it weren't great i'm not entirely sure looking back what what they were trying to achieve by making the substitutions that they made, um, you know, it just didn't. It didn't. I, I, I don't know. It didn't. It didn't seem right. I mean, we ended up with something like six defenders on pitch and four attackers, and that was it. You know, it was like a bit. It was just a bit weird. It was just a bit peculiar. But um, look, we got through it, didn't we? That's that's all I'm going to say about it. Really, I think we we got through it, and I I, I don't understand why he made the made that why they. They made those changes the way that they did. I don't. I don't get it. I'm not going to be critical of them. You know, mm. they they will have thought about it. They will have discussed it. They will have discussed it as a team uh, beforehand. You know, this is what we're going to do if this happens. If that happens, if the other, you know, people should have been aware of what their roles and responsibilities were. Whether they were the right choices, probably with hindsight, they probably weren't. But I'm sure the decisions were made in good faith. And you know, it, that's all you can say. Really, we didn't lose. We didn't lose. We didn't draw. So, thank you, Donna. Yeah. Uh, so we, we changed from a, I don't know, three-five-two. We changed from a three-five-two to essentially a five, a flat-back five with two midfielders, with essentially three attackers. Um, and yeah, we ended up with. It felt like. A defender too many on the first set of substitutions. Will we ended up with a defender too many? And I agree. Make me. I understand the bringing Barlas off because he's injured. But we had a Dauphin on the bench. It would have for me in my non. I'm not. We don't know that much about football. But for me, Barlas for a Dauphin seems a really straight substitution. Not disrupting too much because we weren't playing badly. It's not like we were battering us and and we needed to change everything. They just seemed like they were trying to be a little bit too clever, is what I thought watching it. I think if you look at the three substitutions overall, they were all pretty much enforced by the sounds of it. Now we hear the uh, the yeah. the um, the presser afterwards. Sorry, um, JJ obviously blew up, um, so we needed to to make a decision there. And obviously, Ollie and uh, and Dan came off with knocks. Um, so we we went to a four two three one or what eventually ended up being a, a four five one, and it just gave Lincoln a lot more time in the middle of the pitch to be able to work the ball into wider areas, and that's where we saw a lot of problems uh, caused. And it's difficult to know how to, to talk about 
the situation, to be honest, because I, I don't think it was something that we prepared for in any way whatsoever. Mm. In what situation would, you know, two of your, your best uh, middle three come off the pitch? That just won't happen. And given the the situation that we've got with injuries at the club anyway, it didn't feel like there was another option other than to do what we did, whether it was right or not. You know, we we can argue until the cows come home, but in the end, obviously, we got through the game as as Mick said, and that's the most important thing. And and giving credit to Lincoln as well, they saw mm. the situation and they they seized upon the moment, didn't they? It's mm. not like we were playing hazed under nines or something. This is a, an astute uh, League One side that know exactly what they're doing, and they caused us a lot of issues. And we've come through it, and we've took three points and. That's the most important thing at this stage. Mm. No, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Danny, anything to add on the, on the on the substitutions? Will's right. The injury injuries are an issue because if Jamie Lindsay's on bench and fit, then it is a different situation. It's, yeah, go on. Anything to add? Um, <laughs> one thing I'll add in terms of how it affected the game, it completely killed the way we pressed Lincoln, and I think it's because we took away some of the main pressing options. You know, we took. Well, that's a but went off and he's like the little um anchor in, in the defense, the quarterback as Warren calls him. Uh, uh, JJ were in all over the shop as well. And then Rathman went off and he's like, like we said, energizer bunny and he just runs everywhere. So to take those three I would say core pressing players, especially against Lincoln. Um it's completely killed it, I think. Mm. I think yeah, you've got to bear in mind as well the amount of games that we've played. Like the intensity yeah, exactly. that they pressed at for for seventy minutes or so was was so sustained and so so strong that eventually you know something was going to have to give. Um, mm. And and yeah, maybe we lost our shape and maybe we were a little bit too deep at points, which comes down to you know the mental side as well as the physical side in in knowing that you can play a little bit further up the pitch, but. You know we're we're two nil up, so I guess from a mental perspective, you almost sit off and you know what's going to come, so you're preparing for that. So yeah, there's plenty of different reasons for it, but yeah, mm. game done. Yeah, and, and, and strangely, Michael Smith was on his backside. I, I've no I've ever seen Smithy that tired. He, towards the end of the game, he just couldn't run anymore because he just chased mm. every ball down, much like JJ. But Smith has played yeah. many, many more minutes. I don't think I've ever seen Smithy that tired. It's been a long season, mate. It's been a long season. And, and the way that we play, we play with such intensity um, that they've got to be immensely fit, which they are. But, you know, they're going to start to burn out eventually, you know. Um, you, the thing is, the, 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 the way that we play our football, because of the way that other League, te- league One teams play, you're forced to use a lot more energy than you would be where you're playing at a higher level, for example, you know, mm. because you're not given that time to play the way that we want to play when we've got, when we're in possession. So you're pressing high, you're pressing hard when you're out of possession, but when you're in possession, you're still constantly trying to have to, you know, uh, expend energy because you're being pressed yourself. Um, so it's just, it's one of them things in it. And it, it, I know we, we, we sort of raved about performance at first half, and how good it were and everything else, but it's irrelevant, really. It's absolutely irrelevant now at this point of the season, and the only thing that is important 
if it was Rotherham United two, Lincoln one. That really is the yeah. the, the only important yeah. start out of, out of the, that that game, and hopefully again for the remaining games. Yeah, that's yeah, it. I isn't it? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Danny's back with us, so I'll come to you for the next one. I want to mention. We defensively, I thought we played pretty well. I'm coming to another individual performance in a minute, but I thought Woody, towards the end of the game, in the last 20 minutes, sort of lost his head a little bit. It got that silly, that booking were really, really silly. And then a couple of clearances just started going really, really weird. They got right bollocking off Icky for just being a bit daft on ball. You don't really expect that from Woody. No, you don't. I just want to apologise if your mic's still a bit dodgy. You're going to have to put up with That's it for a second. The magic of tweezers, having a fiddle about with the microphone. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it, it like you say, we don't really expect that from Woody, but then he sort of had a little spell against Hartlepool where he was like that as well. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's just sheer desire that's getting the better of him or the fact that... I, I, honestly, I honestly don't know, to be honest. Um, it could be fatigue and he's trying to overwork himself, but then he's making poor decisions because he's trying so hard to keep going. I honestly don't know. Um, it's a bit mad, wasn't it? That 20-minute yeah. period from him were a bit mad. Yeah, I mean, I try my best to put me my mindset into a 36-year-old footballer who's been our captain for X amount of years, but I don't know. It, it, it surely has to be pure desire to get us over the line. Has to be. Because we, mm. we, we've we learned not to expect that sort of thing from Woody. Normally, he's the calm head, the leader, the organiser in defence. Mm. But last couple of games, he's made some decisions that you'd expect from someone who's, you know, just coming through into the professional game. You know, a, a couple of silly, silly challenges, silly crosses, you know, being a bit too keen to win a ball back and nearly being sent off a couple of times. But I don't know. <laughs> you can tell something's not not quite right, if that's the correct way to say it. When your number two is having a go at you, you know, it, it's like um, what's his face having a go at Picard in Star Trek, isn't it? That you normally doesn't happen. Um, but now it, it, I, I think it's down to pure desire and trying to get us over the line and trying to do it himself, you know. But sometimes doing it yourself isn't the best way, and it makes you look off the um off the team if that makes sense does that make sense what well, one of the things that does do is it allows michael hecker to step up and show his leadership mm. which is what he did and you know he, he is for me a future captain i know he takes the armband when uh when wood is not playing but but it just it, it just sort of cements starts to cement his sort of place as, as as a leader within the team as well because you know he's 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 able to to pull Woody up um, and 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 point out to him the error of his ways. Mm. I don't know. No, I agree. I thought Icky Danny uh, will. Sorry, I thought Icky had one of his best games. Well, he had a blip, he had a blip on it past month or so with a few dodgy performances. I thought it was almost faultless on Tuesday. I thought Icky was not far off man at the match. I, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, I mean, for me, the reason that Icky's made a couple of mistakes is purely just the amount of games that he's played. Um, I don't remember him missing too many uh, this season, but he, he was a calm head in in those stormy waters at the end of that that second half. Um, so we've we've got to get through uh, through through Saturday and uh, and hope he can do exactly the same. That's the most important thing now. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, Michael Mortimer says, if we're playing in the Championship next season, we need a new defence. last few games have looked very shaky. 
I think, Mikey, you've been a little bit harsh. Um, I know for the last 20 minutes, 25 minutes, we were under the cosh, but that wasn't necessarily the defence's fault. That was because of the reason we talked about, the enforced substitutions. Um, the defence actually dealt with it quite well. And the pressure they were under, for me, Mick, if that pressure was going to continue, we were always going to succumb to something eventually. I, it was almost inevitable because of the situation that they would get something, at least a good chance, which they then put away. Um, how many teams in the four football league divisions have conceded more goals than us this season? Less goals. Less goals, sorry. I mean, they've all conceded more, I think. But there you go. <laughs> I mean, I don't agree with that comment. It's as simple as that. We've got we've got the, the best uh, defence in this division by, by a country mile. Um, we've got the best away defensive record in the country out of all four divisions. Um, we're 38 games into the season and we've conceded five goals away from home. Is it five or six? Whatever. It doesn't really five, matter, does it? Yeah, five in uh, league and I think it's... Yeah. Uh, I, I I, I, I'm with you, Matt. I, 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 think, I think they were shaky towards the back end of that, um, that game on, uh, on Tuesday night. They were shaky because nobody were helping them. You know, they were just it was just wave after wave of pressure. Um, so now I don't I don't agree with that at all. Um, I think the defence has been absolutely solid. And and whoever you're playing there, whether whether it be whether it be Icky Woody and Matic, Icky Woody and uh, Wes Harding, or or any combination with with Angus as well in in there. No, I'm not I'm not wearing that. Sorry. And I think just uh, just to add to that, Mick, if I may. Um, I think if you go, go back to the championship season last season um, and put us in that situation, um, we'd have conceded again on uh, on Tuesday yeah. night. And I think that's testament to how far we've come this season. It's obviously not been a comfortable last 20 minutes, but you know we've got through the test and that's another big tick in the box. 20%. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Jinx. Uh, Mike, yes, how many away goals we conceded? First half away goals, still none. Um, so yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, 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 I mean, it's two if you count the Papa John's trophy, but that's still mm -hmm. exceptional, isn't it? We don't count until final, so. so don't worry about it. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it it's, yeah. it's that time of the season, isn't it, when you start to get nervy, uh, mm -hmm. and, and it's, it's quite clear looking, looking through social media that you know. Well, we all do it. Some of us don't don't shout about it, but you know, we all look for for the negatives. We all it's human nature, isn't it? You know, to look for well, what happens if this happens? What happens if the other happens? You know, his defense not playing particularly well. What, what about Wilesy? He's never, you know, he hadn't done this or he hadn't done that. We're always looking for something um, to to go wrong because we're expecting it. Um, but I, I, it's just listen. We've got we've got to enjoy the ride. We said this at the beginning of the season. We said it halfway through the season. This is all part of that ride, and mm. and we are going to make mistakes. We have made mistakes, and I'm sure we'll make some others. But at come the back end of April, we will be in that top two. I think so. Um, yeah, and Bibber, just on the championship talking. Regardless of how good we've been this season, the championship is different. Graver, just look at Peterborough. Mm as our previous seasons. Yes, I suppose, but I'm not buying the Peterborough argument, really. No, I might buy another no. argument. I'm not buying the Peterborough one, I don't think. There's um, not a lot of difference between that league and this league. When you look at that, they look at the points that everybody's got in the in that division this season, the championship. It's a poor, poor championship this year. 
Mate, we've um, been there. We've been there throughout the last four seasons. The, the standard of football, the level of football is very, very much the same. It's pretty much the same as this division. It's just those tiny little pieces of, of that mm. that jigsaw in terms of being able to put the ball in the back of the net. Mm. You know, um, that is it. The rest of it, for me, is all much of a muchness. We'll, see, we'll hopefully see next season. Um, another slight negative, Danny, is something you tweeted about the uh, the, the crowd. Um, I get the nervousness. I'm not going to dig dig any bit of the nervous at the, the nervous of the crowd. Cause I think the crowd tried try to get behind the players a lot, um, but the emptiness of the certainly the cop. I said the family stand, so I can't tell about family stand. But there was pockets of empty seats almost before the 90th minute. And we were hanging on in a promotion game. It was very, very strange to see so many empty seats that weren't there at the start of the game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, even um, the commentary team picked up on it. Matt Goodwin made a comment about it, saying there were people streaming out when we effectively mm. needed them the most. If you're under the cosh in the last five minutes of a game, I think that's when it's make or break, especially when it's 2-1. If it's 2-1 yeah. and it's 85 minutes plus... In my opinion, you should really be staying behind unless you've got an absolutely blatant reason why you have to leave. You know, mm. medical emergency, <laughs> that 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 sort of level. Um, and and I know some people like want to go home and put young kids to bed and everything. Um, okay, fair enough. But if you're leaving just to like have your tea a little bit earlier or to beat the traffic out the ground, just stay another five, even ten minutes. You know, because mm. When it comes down to being, especially being two-one, in even even a one-one, as well, those last five minutes are crucial, very very crucial, and it got to the point where there were so few of us. I say few, but there was so few of us left in the ground that Warney had to get us going because all that noise had gone, and I think by Warney getting us going for that last two minutes or added time, probably just knuckles over the line, I think. Um. But like I say, it went quiet because of nerves and everything. And yes, you can have that initial panic stage of everything, but that's when you sort of have to flip it like, all right, we need to get behind the team and keep us going now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, a little, little bit poor from us to say we got a fair bit of praise because how loud we were at Wickham um, to then flip it to against Lincoln when there were pockets of the game where our end was just silent other than yeah. odd, odd person chatting. To me especially when it's a potential title winning season, just to repeat myself from the last one, when it's a potential title winning season, get behind them, get loud. Even if you make a, a titter yourself doing so, just do it. You know, I mean, I'm going to the uh, the Shrewsbury game, which we'll talk about in a minute. I'm going with my mum, right? And I'm not scared to make, to make myself look like an idiot in front of my mother, because if that's what the team needs, that's what they'll get. Um, yeah, just... On, especially on Saturday, get behind the lads because it's a last league game for a little bit. Get behind them, get loud, egg them on, and let's get um, another three points. Yes, not three points agree. against Lincoln. Let's let's cement three points against Shrewsbury. Mm-hmm. Donna says, "I thought the crowd was louder than the previous week, which I agree with, but disappointing to see people leave early. I don't understand why people leave. You don't leave five minutes earlier from a cinema. It's ridiculous, in her opinion. I think they were having a nice look at the new Don Street." <laughs> Maybe I can't believe the look they can go walking down it. Yeah, I, 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 on Tuesday nights, I, the the argument of beating the traffic is not 
on on Tuesday night. You don't get that much traffic on a Tuesday night at all. On Saturday, you do tend to get a bit more, obviously, because it's Saturday afternoon. There's no traffic on Tuesday night, ever, from my experience. We're not a ground that has particularly bad traffic anyway. Um, I was really disappointed. Really, really disappointed. Um, Will, anything you want to add on that? I mean, I have quite a lot to add on it, to be honest, but I've got to be careful in terms of the fact that we're not past nine o'clock. Um, <laughs> we're not past the watershed yet, Will. Exactly. Um, I found the, debar- the whole fan debacle embarrassing, to be honest. And that's maybe just the way that I, I view uh, how a supporter should behave. And that's it's in the name, supporter. We've mm. got to show our support for this team. And have they not done more than enough to to earn our support by this point? We're, we're at 80 points and it's the middle of March. We're, we're on the brink of being promoted, potentially as, as, a, as a, a team that could win the league. And that's not good enough to get the fans behind our club and, and shouting and, and, and singing for the club that they love. Why does it take our manager to come out and wave his arms, our players to come out and wave their arms for a, for an individual to get behind the team? I find it embarrassing. Spent most of my time singing um, in the cop um, on on Tuesday night. I think there were probably a hundred other other uh, singers that were doing exactly the same. The rest of it felt really really quiet. Uh, and in the moments that those players really needed that extra five ten percent that the crowd can give uh, a team we just were not there it would embarrass him for me mm. yeah even jimmy even if he refused to leave knowing it and make him late for his night shift and that's if you're going to go to a game i if you're going to leave at half time i accept that but if you're going to stay till the 80th minute, you might as well stop at 95th minute that's um, the commitment jamie love it, it love is. that rather for his night shift why are you late jamie uh rough from game did the win, yeah. Yeah, did the win, yeah. Can I just add a bit to that? <clears throat> and and, and I, I fully agree with what, what you've all said, and I do. I, I can see exactly the uh, understand the point, but I, I still look at our attendances and I see nine and a half thousand, nine and a half thousand, ten thousand, eight and a half thousand, and 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 it, it feels it feels so different. To, to what I am used to as a Rotherham United supporter, you know, I am used to two and a half, three thousand, four thousand supporters. That's what I'm used to, and that's probably what Rotherham United have got as a hardcore, if you like, of support. You know, it's taking time to build it up. It's taking time to build that. Um, I, I use the word again, hardcore support up from from the levels that we that we were used to and i know we're 10 years into this stadium now but it, it's a generational thing you know these these things take a generation for people to start to become week in week out supporters um i, I don't know I, I i don't really know where i'm going with it i just I don't want to be critical. I do not want to be critical of anybody who comes to our our ground to follow Rotherham United because I've had so many years where there's not been enough of them. Um, And if people come into the ground thinking, well, shall I, shan't I go again? You know, we've got, we've got criticism on social media now that not only because we, we, you know, we get, we get criticism for not, not shouting and supporting fans. We're now having criticism because we sold already sold 8,000 from, from, from our own fans 
but we've already sold 8,000 tickets for Wembley. We're all these people every week. Why have we got to be like that? You know, because if, if, if you're just a part-time supporter, come every now and again, I'll go to all Wembley games. What's the best way to get you to come to a, a, a Saturday game or a Tuesday game? Insult them. Because it isn't, is it? You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I, I, I do agree with what you've all said about the fact that we should be getting behind the team. 100% we should be getting behind the team. In the ground, on social media, everywhere. We should be behind them. And that's not blind, come on, you know, happy clapping. I'm not saying don't be critical of it, but we, we do need to get behind them. But I'm not a fan of um, having a pop at other people, other people, that, you know, because they leave early or because they only come to certain games or, or whatever. None of us know everybody else's circumstances. But we are, we're in a position where we're, we're building this club um, or Tony Stewart and everybody else is building this club. Um but it takes time. It takes time. You know, you don't just open a new stadium and go from two and a half thousand to ten thousand every week. Just not going to happen. It takes years. Um, this is why. This is why fifty percent of Swillsborough's crowd lives in Rotherham. You know, because generationally, dads have been glory hunters in seventies, glory hunters in eighties, and kids have followed. That it takes a long time to be able to maintain that level of support for me, anyway. We're a small club, end of you know, to get nine and a half thousand every week in League One is, is, is brilliant, it's unbelievable. Uh, I would never, if you'd have told me 15 years ago, you will be you, Rotherham United, will be in a brand spanking new stadium getting nine and a half thousand every week. I think you were stupid. I, I genuinely, I would. Because yeah, it's something know. that I've never known in my lifetime. So we shouldn't be, we sh I don't think we should be critical of people for, for doing something that we wouldn't do. I think we should be getting behind our team, but that applies to all of us, you know, everybody. I think one of the biggest, biggest shames <clears throat> um, is that we have, I think we are in the top five um, filling of stadiums in League One. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, th I think we're sat on 86% filling average, I think, which for a club of Rotherham's location with, albeit bigger clubs other than Doncaster around us, um, that is really good. But someone just sent me the, um, the stadium plan for the Shrewsbury game and we have only got two blocks that aren't red or completely sold out. And from what I've been told, red means there's less than 50 seats in a block. So North Stand completely red, East Stand red, apart from two blocks that have sold out. Uh, same with West Stand, apart from two blocks that have sold out, and then one that's in amber. And then they've opened up a little bit of the South Stand as well. But I think that might be for key workers that are coming because I've I've seen that they get tickets from the fan zone before a game. Mm. Um, so yeah, so we are filling the ground, which is why for me it's more disappointing when it's quiet. You know, because let's face it, nine and a half thousand people can make a lot of noise, can't they? And when you've got nine and a half thousand people cheering on you and your team specifically, that gives you that extra 10%. And like, like you say, Mick, <clears throat> it's not that long ago since they were pulling two or three thousand at Millmore or sometimes Don less Valley. at Don Valley. So we have got a very decent following for our location in terms of Wednesday nearby United nearby bars is not not too far away so just get into it get get involved get singing 
it doesn't matter if you make a fool of yourself singing, just don't make an absolute idiot of yourself by going on the pitch or anything daft. Um, but yeah, <laughs> best way to describe it, make a fool of yourself, but in the right way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And don't leave early if you can. Please stay till the end. At least stay to the end, please, if you can. And also people can't. If you can stay to the end, just stay till the end. Get behind them. Because they need it. Not because they're rubbish players, but because they want, they deserve it as well. Anyway, we'll have a quick advert and then we'll be back to talk about Shrewsbury. Thank you. Manscaped, who very kindly decided to sponsor us. Uh, they're promoting their new product, the Lawnmower 4.0, um, which is kind of well known for reducing cuts uh, and making it a lot easier to trim your balls. Uh, you can buy this separately or in a bundle called the Performance Package. Which also, which in that you get a ball toner, ball toner, and ball deodorant, uh, which are actually very handy um, because they're specifically designed for your balls, so they they work very well. Uh, I would highly, I highly recommend all of this. Uh, the lawnmower, it comes with a little light, uh, comes with a little light there that comes on when you when you turn the, the razor on, so it's very good. It comes with a little charging port, oh, which is also a little holder. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I use it, and I, I highly recommend it. You highly recommend it, Ben. You highly recommend that somebody goes to manscaped.com and enters the code NYT for free shipping and 20% off. So that's manscaped.com for 20% off free shipping using the code NYT. And Ben highly recommends it. Do you know it's clever bit of editing I did at the start of that? You know, no. clever it were, yeah. And your editing's <laughs> as good as that new new run out music at New York, isn't it? <laughs> well, not the run out music, I mean, the music towards the montage on the screen. Yeah, yeah, it's not, I don't know, it's not brilliant, is it? No. Yeah. Anyway, uh, a couple of other bits. Um, the internationals, so the internationals confirmed that are leaving us so far are confirmed as JJF did the 21 through the Island. Shane Ferguson for the Northern Ireland under 21. Uh, <laughs> it wishes he were under 21. No, <laughs> Shane Ferguson for the Northern Ireland seniors. Uh, Kieran McGuckin, the youth player, has been called up for Northern Ireland under 21. That's a step up from where he was previously. Uh, Chio hasn't been confirmed yet, but that's, uh, you know, I expect that to be confirmed any moment now. Um, on Kieran McGuckin, we should mention he is up for an award for goal of the month in the youth team. We have tweeted that out. I will also put it in the show notes. It does close on Friday, on Friday midday, I think. So if you can get over voting for me sec in second place in the votes at the minute, a couple hundred votes behind a Carlisle player. So if you haven't already, it's on our Twitter, it's on our Twitter page, go over and vote for him because it's, it's a brilliant goal. Um, there we go. Michael, Shrewsbury Town on Saturday afternoon. Played him, it feels like about a week ago. Um, yeah. So we know what we're getting, really. They, they, they can be tough and solid, but... They can also be got out of first half at their place. We should have won the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's all that. All these games, I suppose, they're all down to us, aren't they? Really? Yeah, they are. They are. Well, we've said it before, haven't they? There's, they're into team in this division that we should be frightened of. We know that. Um, yeah, they're going to be a tough opposition, but hopefully, if we can get out of traps like we got out of traps on Tuesday night, we should be fine. We should be fine. Um, this will be one of the games that they've earmarked as a three pointer. Um, and, and us as supporters are almost are also going to earmark it as a three pointer as well, aren't we? So, um, we just need to come out of traps like we did on on Tuesday, and we'll be fine, I think. I genuinely I do, yeah, 
Yeah. What Will? What do you think? You, I know if, the good thing about playing so long is, is they are. That's who they are. What do you expect from Shrewsbury? If ever anybody that didn't go to the Shrewsbury game, didn't watch the Shrewsbury game, what can we expect from Steve Cottrell's men on Saturday? Well, I think they're a side that, I mean, are down at the bottom of the table at the moment or or are now pretty much safe, but down there. Um, but don't actually concede that many goals. They've only conceded 37 goals so far this season, which is the third best defence in the league, um, which points to the fact that they've got a few problems up top. Um, that said, I like uh, Danny Ludo, who's uh, a winger but can play up top as well. I think he's got 10 goals so far this season. Lots of pace on the break, um, but uh, also create a lot of their chances from set pieces as well. So not dissimilar to us in, in those sorts of ways. Very flexible formation. So against us, they played a 3-4-3, but in, in the following games, they played a 3-4-2-1 and a 3-5-2 against, against Morecambe on Tuesday. Um, and have now found the shooting boots, it would seem, just mm. in time, which is great. Um <laughs> They're going to give, give us a little bit more time on the ball, which is good. Uh, and hopefully we can win the key battles. I think we'll probably have a, a man in the middle of the pitch more. Uh, so we've got to use that to our advantage and, and work it out wide and put those crosses into the box. But I am confident, um, you know, if we can get a goal nice and early, um, that we can uh, that we can kick on and score a few more. They do concede uh, 63% of their goals in the first half. Um, so interesting uh, little stat there that might just work in our favour. Certainly after we played on Tuesday where we went for it from the off. I uh, wonder if that's a tar- might be another target on Saturday. Um, we have a comment here from, I've started out, J-Boy, I heard the Rathbun's injury is serious. Is that true? It's just rumours. From my understanding, Danny, and I'm just not passing Paul Davis, Rathbun and Barlas will hopefully be training on Friday afternoon. Friday. If they train Friday, they'll be in contention Saturday. That's is that what you understand as well? Yeah, I've just pulled up the uh, pre-match press that Warren has done, uh, and he said neither <clears throat> will train today, Thursday. Uh, so whether they can train on Friday and be part on Saturday, he doesn't actually know at the minute. They're going to monitor their pain threshold more than anything. Um, so they're both technically in the doubt category, but I think it's uh, Rathbun's injury that's the most series of the two because it's his quad that's gone um but then again we're, we're like that for a full session we only had eight doing a full session um this week and thankfully one of them was jamie lindsay he was one of the eight doing mm. the full session um so we are a little bit walking wounded at the minute but by the sounds of the two bar lesser is more likely to be okay for that day um but he's, he's basically just how much pain can they put up with and still be able to play football? That is long and short to it, to be fair. Um, and then Jamie Lindsay is probably going to be involved because um, he's desperate to play and will probably say he's 100% when he isn't 100% just to get on the pitch and help the team out. Um, so, yeah, but in that regard, but I can see the midfield probably being Wiles, Lindsay, and Barlas in his normal position, I think. Mm. Yeah. Uh, interesting. It's all about injuries, Mick, isn't it? We know if, if there's good news on Friday that he might be back before the end of the season, which is good. But we're now stuck with, stuck with, we're stuck with Michael Smith and JJ. Um, but the question is obviously on JJ, he put everything in on Tuesday. I'm assuming that Smith is going to be, going to be fitness wise all right, but you don't know because they both put everything in. So it's 
it, we might have to do something creative in that area of the pitch if JJ can't do a, even an hour or 70 minutes. It'll be fine. He's a young lad, isn't he? He'll be back on it. He'll have been back on it today, won't he? It's not, it's not like it was me, you know what I mean? Uh, if I run like that, I'd be in hospital for three weeks. Uh, <laughs> he's a fit young lad, isn't he? You know? Uh, so he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Um, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Just just to keep you up to date with what's happening in the world, some I clowns know. handcuffed or tied himself to post at Newcastle Everton games. <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> not funny, guys. It's not funny. I mean, I mean, it is, it, you can't really call it funny, but the madness of it is what makes it a little bit funny. Like, why, why has he done that then, anyway? Well, I, I guess, I, I assume it's Newcastle goal. He probably thought it was safest place to stand because he was never going to get eight-bit ball. But, <laughs> uh... <laughs> Unless he's trying to help out Jordan Pickford, I'm not sure. I think someone tried to do it in Liverpool and Arsenal game last night as well, so I wonder if it's some organised or some protest. Yeah. Weird, weird people. Like Everton being upset about it. Uh, wait yeah. you, Everton upset this season, which he has to come to New York Stadium next season. Oh, we're not having uh, him back, are we? Come on, bring him back. Um, defence is another question. Another question, Will. Um, the only person I think guaranteed a start is Icky. I should point out is his 300th career league game on Tuesday, which is a complete milestone. Um, <laughs> Woody, you never know because he played two games shut in quick succession. And Matic again, he, 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 I don't think we'll often see Matic play Tuesday and then Saturday. So we could see a couple of changes potentially. Yeah, I mean, the one that I'd like to see come into the side is probably Wes Harding, if possible, uh, to, to manage that Daniel Ludo threat. Um, and as you say, Woody might not play because of the two games in a week already. I'd be tempted to say that he would start just because they've got Ryan Bowman up top, who's who's quite a handful. Um, so they might just think, well, we've got an international break to come anyway, so he can rest up and, and all that sort of thing there. But yeah, that's probably the area where there'll be quite a lot of change. Lots of change potentially. Um, well, lots of difficult decisions on that left-hand side as well, because... You know, Mikel Miller's had a, an unbelievable night on uh, on Tuesday, uh, but Shane Ferguson, I think, could be really important to to the the quality delivery into the box um, and a few chances on uh, on Saturday as well. So, Warney, it's over to you, mate. You've got the uh, the tough decision again. <laughs> Not half, yeah. Uh, Danny, what would you do on left hand side? Obviously, the, my question is going to be asking you about Miller's fitness, which obviously you can't answer that, but. We've got to make sure we're managing properly. I don't think we'll see Miller do another 90 minutes so quickly afterwards. For me, my head, it makes sense to start Fergie, 60 minutes, 65, 70 minutes, and then give Miller a blast for 20. That's my head. What, 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 what do you think? What does your uneducated mind, like my uneducated mind, think? <laughs> Thanks for that one. Um, <laughs> um, I'm going to be really kamikaze with my approach to it. I think because we've got the international break coming up, I'd go all guns blazing. First half, all guns blazing. Mm. Personally, like, kill them off the pace in the first half. Like Will says, they, uh, they have a goal in, in them conceding in the first half. Uh, we might have gone funny again, but anyway, you have to put up with it, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, all, all guns blazing. We've got a nice rest. We've got all the key players coming back towards the end of the international break. I just go for it. 
to be fair, all, all guns blazing, killing off his pace. Um, and yeah, just just trying just try to hurt him with pace and go for it. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, we have referee watch is Anthony Backhouse. Um, every referee I, I research, I go, oh, I don't like that name. And then I realize the only ref is against Portsmouth for being 4 1. So I'm just constantly scared of bad referees. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but, but unbeaten in six games against Shrewsbury as well. Last six games, four wins in six games for us. including the playoff final. Uh, S64 Miller would like to see Warney start Reg again. Uh, S64 Miller said it was amazing against Hartlepool. Didn't agree with that. <laughs> it was very shaky <laughs> against Hartlepool. Um, but yeah, if Reg comes in, I don't, I, you know, it's hardly, hardly a worry, is it? Um, We've got another question here, Michael. Dean Catley wants to know, how many more wins do we think he'll need to get promoted? Sitting on 80 points with eight games left to play, seven points ahead of the MK Dons. Uh, I think we're still four, four ahead of Wigan still, but they have two games in hand still. Um, still 10 points, Mick, or so three wins in a draw, or more or less? All right, so yeah, three wins, three wins in a draw. Um, I think that make is very, very difficult to catch, won't it? Because that'll be at least three games that they can't outscore us on points wise, you know what mm. I mean? So um no, I think three wins should should may not guarantee it straight away, you know, if we win the next three games on, on the bounce, but uh I think three wins will see us just about over the line. Um so and, and are the next three games not all at home? No, because the Portsmouth one's been popped at middle of there, hasn't it? Oh, has it been popped at middle, has it? So so that that the, the the final one then is it is it Ipswich on Good Friday? Is the, the is that the next home game? No, we've got this one, uh week off, then Sutton at Wembley, then Charlton, then yeah. Portsmouth, then Ipswich, then Burton. So the Ipswich Ipswich Charles Burton game could be the, the games that we targeted to to get automatic if everything goes to plan between now and then. Well, who knows? Because MK does have two more two more games in Antwerp, aren't they? Because because the games that we're missing or likely, I don't think we have many internationals. Well, we're going to have two more games in Antwerp, then. You mean? Sorry, yes, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not what I said. Um, Will, is that? Do you think that sounds about right? Three wins and maybe a draw in there. Yeah, I mean, I'm greedy. I'd like eight wins, but mm. um, yeah, definitely three three wins and a draw sounds about right. Um, it, I'm still, even at this point, nervous as hell that we'll throw it away just because we've got so many games and such close proximity. But, yeah, yeah I think three wins and a, and a draw probably does it. Hopefully, in coming to the end of the season, we'll play a few teams that are on the beach as well uh, mm. and and potentially throw a game for us. Um, fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been saying for a little while, it's all about either matching or improving our results from previous in the season and we're still doing that I think we've only got a worse result once so far in our second game round Tuesday again with Julie Lincoln first time beat and second time we're still improving on our original record and our original record was ridiculous uh, sorry MK Dons it's, it's, MK Dons and Fleetwood are those two we haven't improved upon um, so it's just it shows the position we're in Danny we, we're in I'm, I'm exactly the same as well I'm still very very worried that this is all going to go badly <laughs> but if I'm outside, if I'm a, I don't know, I'm, I'm a Wednesday fan, for example, I'm thinking, bother them, bother them, I've done, they're up, aren't they? But it's just yeah. difficult from inside. 
Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be optimist here and, and say, why can't we win our last eight games? Why not? Um, you, you might say in, injuries and, and potentially this out and other, but I don't know. I'm always the optimist. Why can't we win our next eight? You know, I agree that maybe three wins and a draw will probably see us over the line in terms of promotion. Um, let's let's not forget we need six wins and one draw for 100 points still. I'm going to keep pushing that rhetoric. Why can't we do it? You know, why why can't we? Where is the stamp that says, no, you're not going to do that? Like, yes, injuries and fatigue and this, that and other in another hellish April that we've got coming up. But... In the championship last year, it was all about the desire to try and stay up, and we nearly did it by what six minutes in the end. Mm. This season, we we'll looked at it and go, right, let's get it over the line this time. You, Warnie, will use that motivation to keep pushing the lads on. And everyone says, oh, you know, I, I, I won't mind if we don't win the league and get promoted. It's like, yeah, I, I agree. I, I want to get promoted as well. Imagine if we become. I don't know if we are will be the first, but imagine if we are one of the first teams to win a double if from League One. <laughs> you know, like imagine, you know, the, the town will stop functioning for a week, won't it? <laughs> yeah, you know, shops will be short saying, uh, "Sorry, gone to the pub to celebrate the double." You know, <laughs> that that needs to be the motivation, not just for fans, but also for the players. You know, do it not just for yourselves and your career, but for your family, like. If we do a double, this squad will be heroes in Rotherham's history books forever. You know, mm. so let's go for it. I will. Yeah, but that, that's team talk for Saturday, that. <laughs> yeah, one you can clip that. I give you permission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get excited, Millers. Let's get excited. Let's get behind the boys. Last game before a little break. Um, so let's Wembley. And Dennis Wembley. Um, a couple of sources of score predictions. Uh, Mick, first Saturday score prediction, please. 2 0. I think it's a clean sheet this time. Um, and I think we'll, um, I think we'll, I think we'll win 2 0. 2 0. We do a clean sheet, aren't we? Yeah, man. One game we have, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Will strike while the iron is hot. 1 0. Seventh minute, really. Uh, Danny. 3-1 I think 3-1 thinks we're going to concede what's all that about well we, we tend to concede at home and not away so <laughs> that's true yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to 3-0 let's be positive shall we um, so we've got Harvey Kelwick in the comments 2-0 oh, 2-0 Steve Grundy 2-0 Donald London says 1-0 Russ Vernes with me says 3-0 so does Jamie so does Dean yeah like the positivity. I mean, if we get promoted next season, people won't be as positive in the championship. Mm. Um, but yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. Uh, I think we've ticked about everything off the list. Is there anything else, any other topics, any other mentions that I haven't already covered? I'm sure there's probably something. Mm, no. From no me. So. The one thing I'll say to back up my score prediction is I'm happy if we don't lose. You know, if 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 it's a, if it's another nil nil against Shrewsbury, I won't be so completely disappointed because at this point in the season, it's not about um all. Well, I'm going to contradict myself and say it's not about all, always about all guns blazing and scoring loads of goals past them. As long as you don't lose, you're still in the fight, really, isn't it? Hmm. But it's about again, McDonald's in it. Just, yeah, whatever McDonald's do, just match it. Yeah, exactly. Um, if we had if we had another game midweek or 
the weekend after without the break, I wouldn't have said all guns blazing, but because we've got a little rest and people coming back, all guns get blazing. Let's go for it. 3 1. Easy. Easy. I've, I've said that <laughs> one, one nil now. Oh dear. <laughs> Brilliant. So thank you all for getting involved. Don't forget to pick up your your gloves on Saturday to donate to Rotherham Hospice. Um, in terms of how our episodes going, we'll do an episode on Sunday because that'll be the review of the Shrewsbury game. There then won't be an episode next Thursday, Friday because we've not to talk about because there's no game. Um, but as we've already mentioned, we're doing the all day podcast last week, and while we're recording, Alfie's confirmed that he's going to come on. Adam Lafondra is going to come on next Saturday to talk to us again, which I'm so excited. I've already spoken to him once before, but I'm so excited to speak to him again. Trevor Berry's coming on, and I can't wait to speak to Trevor Berry again because he was a legend and all. Working on two or three other things. Um, so if you want to join us next Saturday and donate to the Ukrainian Red Cross Fund, that is for us, us next Saturday. Um, yeah, brilliant. Mick, anything to add on, on top of that? Uh, yeah, just so you know, we're not doing a podcast on Thursday because we've got nothing to talk about, but on Saturday we'll do 12 hours. Yes. <laughs> that's charity. I'm just trying to work out how, how that's going to work, mate. Um, I mean, you know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, we could do on Thursday, but then we have less to talk about on Saturday. Yeah, right? that's true. You never know. Ben might make an appearance as well. Oh, ben has said he's going to turn up for most of that day. Has he um, indeed? Yeah. Don't know. Will you welcome to join us? Join us as well, unless you have no, a sir, live. Thanks for invite, guys. Thanks for playing your twelve-hour thing. Without even asking me. <laughs> well, you you can follow Alfie, and I have much of an act to follow. Yeah, nice and easy. Cheers. <laughs> Brilliant. And Danny, pleasure as always. Thank you for coming. And Will, it's a pleasure as well. Mick, it's a pleasure. Everybody who's listened, thank you for being with us. See you next time.